Welcome to Not Your Mama's Relief Society podcast, where we are kicking the culture to the curb and embracing real talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ. No matter what, you are welcome here. So put your differences aside, pull up a chair, and let's talk about the kind of love he taught us. Friends, welcome back. I just first and foremost want to say that I am so grateful for all of you who are here from the beginning and you've been here through all of my mistakes and learning all the things and yeah, I just want to testify that there is power in the doing that when we just act in faith, things start to work out and things get figured out. And I have made so many mistakes already. Like last week, if you noticed, maybe you didn't notice, but I forgot to put the intro and outro on the episode and now I can't change it. So there it is. And then you might notice that this week I learned how to record an intro with background music. So we're learning as we go. It's fine. But I just get the sweetest messages and the sweetest comments from people about how they're loving the podcast. And it means a lot to me. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review, that would mean the world to me. It also seems to help other people find the podcast. That's the word on the street. So um, I have gotten some reviews and I want to start sharing those. So the first one I want to share is the very first one I got. Franny One is the name on the review and it says, this podcast is the perfect mix of entertaining and spiritual. I could listen to Andy talk every Sunday. She's a natural storyteller with worthwhile experiences to share. She has a skill of catching up to speed on her life and helping you feel like an intimate friend. These episodes make me laugh and make my heart happy. I can't wait to implement some of these ideas. This podcast deserves all the love notes and not just from Annie to herself. So Franny One, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And again, if you haven't left a review, please do. I know sometimes it's hard to find it, but just go to the bottom and see where the reviews are. There's a little button that says leave a review. So let's get into it. This week we are talking about how to outsmart the enemy. Listen, this is a topic that's been on my heart for a hot minute, so I'm excited that I finally get to like dive into this a little more and teach you more about this. So um, this all came about because there was a scripture read in, I believe it was Sunday school class, but it's 1 Nephi 15, 24. And I said unto them that it was the word of God, and whoso would hearken unto the word of God and would hold fast unto it, they would never perish, neither could the temptations and the fiery darts of the adversary overpower them into blindness to lead them away to destruction. Okay, so they read this verse and they're talking about, you know, these fiery darts of the adversary and to imagine these like literal arrows and darts just like flying at us from every direction and how we need that protection from those fiery darts, right? And how the word of God gives us that protection. When we study the gospel and follow in Christ's footsteps, we unlock the power that only he can give us. So, I mean, if you've been listening for a minute or if you know me in real life, you know that I'm a little weird. And the first thing that came to my mind (laughs) when I heard this scripture was like an Avengers analogy. So any Avengers fans out there, you might appreciate this. If you don't like Avengers, just stick with me because I promise it's great. So, okay, do you remember in the Avengers movie, I'm pretty sure it's Endgame, If I'm wrong, I'm so sorry, but they're in this big field, right? And like all these Avengers together, like all the good guys are together and they're fighting and there's this like big dome shield around them, like protecting them from all the like bad guys and all the like, I think there's just some kind of like creature thing. I can't remember. So 
please don't give me an award for my details, okay? Obviously, because I don't remember. But there's, like, all these, like, creatures, like, you know, trying to get in. And, like, they're, you know, blasting them and trying to fight them off. And because Thanos, like, wants to, like, destroy everybody. And they want to stop him, right? So they're in here. They're fighting for their lives. And they're fighting for their universe. And, like, it's so intense. And... And these creepy things are just coming in by the thousands, right? They just keep coming and coming and coming. And they're like trying to climb up the dome and they're all right there. And I remember watching the movie and being like at the edge of my seat because I get like really into these movies. I love Avengers. I just love a good like hero's tale, you know? I love like the good guys winning against evil. So I'm like at the edge of my seat. I'm so worried like... I don't know, man, how are they going to get out of this one? Like, there's just no way. Like, they're outnumbered. What are they going to do? And then you hear this little whistle come down, and then comes Thor. <laughs> right? Like, that hammer slams down, and you're like, boom, baby, it's all over. And you feel such relief after that. Like, yes. Like, what you got now, Thanos? We got Thor, baby. Can't stop me now. And all of a sudden, like, I wasn't worried anymore because this movie's going to have a good ending because the God of Thunder was fighting on their behalf and, like, there's no way Thanos is going to win, right? Like, it is just this hope that filled my heart knowing that the universe is not going to be destroyed by Thanos, right? Okay, so that's my analogy because that's how I feel about Christ. We are outnumbered by the legions of armies run by General Satan. He is the literal worst. And when I say literal worst, I mean it, right? Like I know we all say literally when we don't actually mean it, but he is the literal worst and he will not stop until he has taken down as many of us as he can. But listen, friends, I am not scared because I have a Thor. I have Christ, and he is more powerful than anything Satan has up his sleeve. And look at the other Avengers. They all have different strengths that they bring to the team, right? Like, Christ is our number one, and then we are all in this fight and this battle together. So, I want you to ask yourself, what strengths do you bring to the team? Like, are your prayers Hulk strong? Do you have Captain America's shield of faith? Do you use technology to help others like Iron Man? Uh, do you reach out and save others like Spider-Man? Like what special gifts and talents can you bring to the table to help build the kingdom of God? Listen, we need to build that kingdom so we can be protected. We need a fortress to keep the enemy at bay, right? And think about when Christ called the apostles. He took them where they were at, and he used their current strengths to assist him in his work. I was watching The Chosen, and he's saying to the fishermen that he would make them fishers of men. And he took the builders and said he would show them how to build the kingdom. He's like, hey, come with me, and I'll show you how to build a kingdom. Come with me, I'll show you how to be fishers of men. He took the strengths that they currently had to build what he needed to build to build this kingdom of God. So I really do believe he uses our strengths to do his work. Honestly, that's why I'm here recording a podcast, so I can use my gift of words and my gift of my witness of Christ to help build his kingdom. So ask yourself, what gifts do I have that I can offer to help build the kingdom? What kind of superhero power do you have? Because you have one. I promise you do. And let's use our gifts to build instead of tear down. Because the word of God is our first line of defense when it comes to outsmarting the enemy. 
Like that verse talks about like we won't perish. We won't be overpowered into blindness and we won't be destroyed. Those are pretty great promises, right? Like I'm not really interested in being blinded anytime soon. And like, I don't want to perish or be destroyed. So great. I don't want those things. So guess what? I'm going to, you know, take the word of God on so that I can have those promises. And I believe that when we open our scriptures and when we open our hearts to prayer, then we are just like opening up a conduit to heaven. Just like beam me down and talk to me. And it is amazing. Like we are inviting that divine guidance into our life. My friend let me borrow her movie called War Room. She said it would be perfect for this topic I was writing about. And she was right. It's so good. I had never even heard of it which is not shocking. Like, I don't know that many movies, but I had never heard of it. But I do want to tell you about this movie because it really does really convey the message I want to share today in such an awesome way. So the movie is about this family that's struggling and the wife meets this older woman who's just so faithful and so sweet and she wants to help mentor her in like how to fight the right battles and how to fight the true enemy which is Satan, in case you weren't sure, instead of fighting with your husband, right? Because fighting with your husband was just bringing discord and disconnection and all these, you know, yucky things, right? But fighting against Satan, that can bring power. So I want to share with you some of the quotes from this movie because it's so good. So the older woman, she's advising the young wife and they're having this conversation and she says, You've got to plead with God so that he can do only what he can do. And then you got to get out of his way and let him do it. Oh, so good, right? That is your job. Plead with God and then get out of his way. So that was amazing. And she also talks about the scriptures as like a battle plan for your family. So true, right? Like this is a place to show us how to fight for our family. And I even have this on my letter board in my room. It says, read and pray like your family's life depends on it. Because it does. It literally does. Guys, we are fighting a battle every day, right? Okay, in the movie, again, um, the young wife is like, okay, she wants to learn how to fight with God and to like fight against the true enemy, right? And so she starts learning to pray and she cleans out her closet so she can have this like quiet, place where she's not distracted and she can just pour out her heart to God and just plead for help and to um, pray for her family and to do these things, right? So she really wants to focus on God helping her to fight her battles. And I love that she decides that she needs to cast Satan out of her home. And this is what she says. She goes outside and she's like, this house is under new management and that means you are out. Go back to hell where you belong and leave my family alone. Boom. I was like, yes, sister, preach. Like you tell Satan where to freaking go because he does not have a place in my house. Like it is so good. You guys go watch this movie. But okay, another scripture that they share that I in the movie that I think was perfect is James 4, 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. When we submit ourselves to God and we open that channel, it is amazing what can be done. I promise. I want you to remember that Satan is our only enemy. The only enemy. Not the anti-vaxxer. Not the pro-vaxxer. Not the person who wears a mask or the person who doesn't wear a mask. Not the person who left the church. 
or the person who stayed in the church. Like, listen, friends, we can't build up the kingdom of God if we are tearing each other down. And we have to love people on both sides. Please love the people you don't agree with. Love those that are in the LGBTQ community and also love the people that hate that community. Why? Because their hate comes from fear. And they are people. You're all just people. So no matter what side of the fence you are on, please choose the side of love. Please. Because I think the best antidote for fear is love. And when people are hating other people, it is coming from fear. So love those that agree with you on political issues and love those that don't agree with you. Because listen, you do not have to agree with someone to understand them. I really want you to think about that. You don't have to agree with someone to understand them. And I am inviting all of us, myself included, to be more aware of how we speak, to be more aware of our actions, to really take a look at our hearts and our intentions. Is there anything we need to clean up in our lives? And please, let's stop fighting hate with hate. Let's fight hate with love. Remember that analogy of the beetles in the jar? Like, they're fine. They're hanging out in the jar, just doing their little beetle friend thing. And then all of a sudden, the bottle or the glass jar or whatever, like, gets shaken up. And they start fighting each other. But who is shaking the bottle, the jar? Like, who is shaking that, guys? He is so happy when we fight with each other. I don't know about you, but I don't want to let him win anymore. In D&C 35 verse 28, it says, And again, I say unto you that the enemy in the secret chambers seeketh your lives. Friends, he literally wants to destroy your life. He is so jealous that you have a life and he won't stop fighting for your life. So neither can you. He is hell bent on stealing your joy. You cannot let him. President Russell M. Nelson recently said, Many, if not most, of the temptations the adversary puts in our path causes us to abuse our bodies or the bodies of others. Because Satan is miserable without a body, he wants us to become miserable because of ours. Guys, he wants us to be miserable. He wants to abuse the bodies we have. These bodies that ought to be hands that serve, arms that hug, you know, shoulders to cry on, these bodies that can be so beneficial to other people and that can uplift others, we're using them to speak nasty words, we're using them to cut people off, like, none of those things are from God. I understand setting boundaries. Setting boundaries is not the same thing, right? But listen, when we are in an angry, hateful place, God's not there. Um, also in DNC 35 verse 29, it says, Ye heard of wars in, wars in far countries, and you say that there will soon be great wars in far countries, but you know not the hearts of the men in your own land. Like, I feel like this is saying the battle's here, friends. We hear about these wars out there, whatever. We are constantly fighting a battle against Satan, and we need to focus on that and not fighting each other. We need to know how to outsmart him. So we already talked about using the word of God and how that's our best line of defense against him, right? And a way that we can apply the word of God is how we treat each other. I hope that makes sense, that we need to apply the gospel of Jesus Christ on a daily basis so that we can outsmart the enemy. So when that jar gets shaken up, please look to see who is shaking the jar before you start attacking, okay? And I have some ideas about how we can do that. So when someone bugs you, and you're frustrated, I want you to pause, take a breath, 
Remind yourself that you are safe. You are not being attacked by a lion right now. There is no danger here. And then we can use our model for peaceful problem solving. For a deeper dive on this model, you can go back to episode two, but here's like a brief overview of this way to peacefully problem solve. So first we get curious, okay? Here's a couple example questions you could ask yourself when you want to be curious. Okay, so you could ask yourself, why does their viewpoint bug me so much? You could ask yourself, what am I making it mean about me? Like, what do I think it says about me that they believe this way? You could ask yourself, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? And as you explore that more and get down to the heart of like what's going on for you, we open up to compassion. So how we get compassion is we can ask some of these questions. Can I relate to the underlying feeling of the other person? Have I felt that way before? However it is their feeling, can I relate to that? And have I felt that way before? You could also ask, can I allow grace for our differences? And you could also ask, where are we alike in our viewpoints? To really try to find that common ground. And then the best part, we get creative, right? Because the best things are created from a place of compassion. So some questions you could ask yourself in this phase is, can I let this go? Can I find common ground? Can I build a bridge despite having a different point of view? And I love this question. Can I serve them in some way? I think there's a lot of misconception around what empathy actually means. Empathy means you relate to the feeling. You don't have to relate to the experiences they had to feel empathy. It's letting someone know that they're not alone in how they feel. It's letting them know that how they feel is okay. Because all feelings are okay. Also, let's define what empathy is not. Empathy is not being responsible for the other person's emotions. It's not rescuing. It's not fixing. It's not betraying yourself in this process. Uh, Nicole LaPera, uh, she's the holistic psychologist on Instagram. She said it beautifully. She said, true empathy is the ability to take on another person's perspective, to understand it, to sit with the uncomfortable emotions that it brings up, to allow a person to express and exist even if you don't agree with or understand that expression. And really, I believe this is what it means to fulfill our baptismal covenant. Let's review that, shall we? Mosiah 18.9 Yea, and are willing to mourn with those that mourn, yea, and comfort those that stand in need of comfort, and to stand as witnesses of God at all times, and in all things, and in all places that ye may be in, even until death, that ye may be redeemed of God, and be numbered with those of the first resurrection, that ye may have eternal life. We need to be with each other in our mourning. We need to comfort each other. And I think that's the most superhero thing we can do, is to love each other in this way. And if we are witnesses of God at all times and in all things and in all places, that includes the internet. And that includes in the places that we treat other people. So share your gifts. Love each other. I think it's the best way that we can outsmart the enemy. If we are standing together and if we have God on our side because we are relying on the word of God, I believe with my whole heart that we can't fail. Remember when Thor came in and that hope you felt? I know I felt that way. We'll get excited, friends, because in this very real war we are fighting, Christ is on our side and he is way cooler than Thor. 
I mean, I love Thor, but Christ is cooler. We will come off as conquerors, but not if we are slaying our fellow soldiers. I really wanted to share an example with this pattern and how to work through this, but with the peaceful problem solving, but as I thought about my experiences, I don't know if I can tell a specific story about it and still honor confidences of people. So this is what I'm going to say. There's a lot of opposing views right now and people are really hot about it on either side and I totally get it. There are really big things to talk about and they affect all of us and it's evoking a lot of emotion and I, I understand. But I have talked with lots of people on both sides of the issues and I've grown in compassion for everyone. And this is what I've observed in all these conversations that I've had. We all want to be happy. We all want to be loved. We all want to protect our children. We all want to thrive and see our children thrive. We all want to belong. We all want to matter. We all want to be seen and heard and validated. So stop seeing this us versus them and stop focusing on the division. How are we alike? If you can't find that, take it to God. He will show you how you are the same. Because you want to know what? We are all children of God. And that's one common ground you could find with any person you are talking to. And if you need to, keep asking questions until you can find that common ground. We are more alike than you think. I want you to know that I believe in the Savior and his ability to heal and to teach us how to love. And if you are having a hard time with that, I urge you to go to him. He will teach you more than anything else could ever teach you about how to love other people the way that he does. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the podcast. I love you all and I will see you next week. Thank you for being part of this conversation. If you want more, go to my social media at HeyAnnieJoy or my website, AnnieJoy.com.